0: good morning ladies and gentlemen comard here with comards nfts bringing you another comards class today we are going to be talking about ip rights and copyrights and what does that mean in comparison to your nft projects and collections as far as intellectual property goes before we get started though we are going to briefly give a good round of applause and a mention to our sponsors we have smoosh friends many friends one heart available at smooshfriends.com we also have up and coming marketplace astro zero it's community driven and designed to empower all nft artists available at astroelon.net all right so guys with that let's go on ahead and get started here so IP and copyrights, things you should know, things you need to know. The overview and the purpose of this class is to help you learn what it is that you need to know in order to better protect yourselves. And I want to start today's class by saying that first and foremost, <laughs> I am not an attorney. I have no legal background, no kind of uh, Legal intelligence really other than self-study and what I have learned on these things the purpose of this class though is to give you guys the information to give you a basic understanding of what IP rights are and how to be clear about the permissions that you are giving with the content that you create so what exactly are IP rights IP rights are the rights that are given to persons of their creations of their minds Typically, the creator has exclusive rights over the use of his or her creation for a duration of time. The types of property that is generally covered include artwork, website designs, images, videos, music, games, and even, yes, what most of us know as NFTs. The creator... Can dictate who can do what with each of these creations. As this class relates to intellectual property and the rights of these properties, you should know that intellectual property rights are customarily divided into two main areas copyright and rights related to copyright. The rights of literary and artistic works, such as books and other writings, musical compositions, paintings, sculptures, computer programs, and films are protected by copyright for a minimum period of 50 years after the death of that author. Keep that in mind, you guys. If you write a story, you're copyrighted for a minimum of 50 years after you pass. Also protected through copyright and related, sometimes to referred to as neighboring rights, are the rights of performers. An example would include people that are actors, singers, and even musicians, producers of phonograms or sound recordings, and broadcasting organizations. The main social purpose of protection of copyright and related rights is to encourage and reward creative work. Intellectual property is anything that's developed by a human. Some examples, again, as we stated previously, are nfts music movies games and more intellectual or ip is often referred protected by trademarks patents or copyrights and for more information on trademarks patents and or copyrights guys please visit uspto.gov that is the united states patent office and trademark office and from there you guys can kind of find out more information about how to better protect yourselves Now, depending on the type of IP, you might be comfortable giving away the rights to content that you've created, or you may choose to protect them to the fullest extent. This is where you, as the intellectual property creator, can determine exactly what it is that you're wanting to put in there. This is also where you could put a disclaimer statement. Okay. And it comes in handy, especially when you're listing your NFTs on marketplaces like, um, OpenSea, official NFT, or Magic Eden, anywhere you're wanting to put this stuff, guys, you can oftentimes go on ahead and uh, put a little disclaimer at the bottom of your items listing. Okay. Um, and then that's going to help you guys out. So, what is IP infringement? IP and copyright infringement occur when an entity uses the creation in any manner not approved by the creator. Infringements can include derivatives, reproduction, distribution, sales, and any use outside the uses given by the creator. So in other words, guys, if you're relinquishing IP rights for people to create a derivative, which there are several projects that do that, um, but you're not giving them rights to... Use that derivative for hoodies and to sell those hoodies necessarily. All right. You need to be clear about that and let people know in that disclaimer that, hey, this is what you can do with it. This is what you can't do with it. Some examples of infringement on IP rights recently, guys. These are major cases that are taking place right now. But the most, one of the more recent ones is the lawsuit between Miramax Films and Quentin Tarantino. Now, he's in the middle of a lawsuit with Miramax Films for selling seven exclusive scenes from his infamous classic Pulp Fiction. As the creator of that film, I'm of the opinion that it's his right to do so, but, again, I don't know what the contract contained in it, and when he signed it, what Miramax said or didn't say, but according to Miramax right now, NFTs do not fall into the umbrella of the contract. So that's just one example you guys. Another example includes rapper Lil Yachty who's also entered into an NFT litigation in January of 2022. Lil Yachty whose real name is Miles Parks McCollum filed a lawsuit in California federal court claiming that an NFT seller Opulus committed trademark infringement for its use of his name and likeness to raise over $6.5 million in capital venture funds. Lil Yachty's complaint alleges that Opulus launched an advertising initiative for Lil Yachty NFT collection that would grant buyers access to music from Lil Yachty featuring images of him. Lil Yachty and Opulus had previously discussed the rapper's potential involvement in the launch of Opulus for selling music-copyrighted-backed NFTs. Despite the two parties never entering into an agreement with one another, Opulus published a series of press releases and social media posts which prominently featured images of Lil Yachty. As stated in Lil Yachty's complaint, defendants utilized the name, trademark, and photography of plaintiff without plaintiff's consent. The defendants collectively and maliciously utilized the alleged affiliation and involvement of the plaintiff as their flagship artist partnership to successfully raise substantial capital funds represented as more than 6.5 million dollars yet never remitted any monies to the plaintiff. Meliodi seeks damages and injunctive relief to stop Opulus from continuing the use of their name and image and disgorgement of Opulus's profits for those of you that don't know disgorgement basically means to be penalized and fined significantly on that 6.5 million dollars that was raised an intellectual property disclaimer can help protect your creative property whether you have a website of original content a custom logo or even an NFT collection and intellectual property disclaimer can aid you in the protection of your creations. The above are two examples of how IP and copyrights, as well as trademarks, affect the content that we create. Which is why it's so important, you guys, to have an understanding of exactly what IP and copyrights are and how to better protect yourselves. Now, most of us list our NFTs on OpenSea. And I kind of wanted to point this out to you guys because I'm pretty certain <laughs> that a lot of you guys have not read the terms of service, all right? So with that said, what I'd like to do is go on ahead and go over that with you. And according to the C terms of service in section three, paragraphs three, we are granted IP rights as creators, not owners and further reinforces the above information. Now, what they mean by that, or what I'm saying by that, you guys, is we don't technically own the contract unless you publish with a smart contract. Now, that does not mean that you don't own the ART or the NFT itself, but the contract that the NFT sits on, if you do not own it, that's what they're getting at. According to their statement, and here is their statement in that, third paragraph on the third uh, section all other third-party trademarks registered trademarks and product names mentioned on the service or contained in the content linked to or associated with any NFTs displayed on the service are the property of their respective owners and may not be copied imitated or used in whole or in part without the permission of the applicable intellectual property rights holder meaning you guys as the creators that's you reference to any products services processes or other information by name trademark manufacturer supplier or otherwise does not constitute or imply endorsement sponsorship or recommendation by open see that little last statement there them covering their own butts saying hey if you stole some art and you put it up here and even if we allow it to be here we're not responsible for it basically is what it boils down to and it's them covering their own butts to help keep them out of court from lawsuits now like i said earlier most of you guys probably haven't read the terms of service of anything let alone the use of a market and the various marketplaces terms of service okay guys so how can you add protection okay think about that as we go on here why don't we start with the idea of building a copyright or ip rights disclaimer you can add these to the bottom of your descriptions on any of your nfts as well as in the collections which i highly recommend you'll see that we've put some of those disclaimers for comard's nfts within the collection description some of them have been in the individual pieces themselves Some of the things that you may want to think about including, though, would include the date. If you're creating a standalone document, include the date on which that document was created. Guys, you can do this, and and when they say standalone document, okay, you can either create that document, put it on your website, put it on Google Docs and open it up for everybody to see and link to it from there, or you can even make it unlockable content right, and have that content just there, so that way it covers you. Whether they read it or not, it doesn't matter. It covers you. I want to be clear about that. Whether they read it or not, it covers you. It is your responsibility as a user of various platforms, purchasing NFTs, things along those lines, that you do your homework and read these documents. Because if you don't, you may not have the coverages that you think you're going to have. You may not even be protected at all and in some cases if you're using a site you may actually be signing your IP rights over to that specific site in which you're advertising it on now when you create the document make sure that you're including the parties and who it is that you're looking to uh, grant access or restrict accesses to using these things make sure that you have a business description if it's appropriate so in other words if you are Creating a third document or a document to attach to these so that way you can make sure that people have those. Make sure your business description is in there for clarification. Next thing is make sure that you're including an IP description. Always include a specific description of your intellectual property. Guys, here's the trick be as detailed as you can possibly be in this description for the IP rights and then. In the terms, you're gonna wanna be as specific as you possibly can as well. When it applies, write out the terms of your ownership over the IP and how IP can or cannot be used. Again, be descriptive here. Anything that you could possibly think of that you want to grant or not grant needs to be in here. Provisions, you might choose to add in a provision to retain or disclaim all interest in as well as the title and rights to your ip other provisions include copyright provisions or the rights to amend this disclaimer in writing in the future so one of the things that you could do in there would be that if you purchase this nft today you grant access for you to be able to make a a hoodie or make a derivative or whatever you have these rights to do so for Say 12 months from the date of purchase, just as an example. I don't recommend that personally, but that's my own opinion. Also, payment terms. If you're going to charge somebody for like a usage license, make sure that you're clear in your disclaimer of how the artist is going to be paid or that that artist will or will not receive payments and royalties for the use of that IP. Again, be very, very clear in your payment terms. If you're gonna allow people that own an NFT, the use of that IP rights in whatever fashion they see fit or whatever it is that you've set up to be the, the terms and the provisions, then be very clear about the renewal date, when that license expires, et cetera, et cetera. And how they may be entitled to renew it should you choose to allow them to do so. Next include your signature guys when applicable make sure that all parties have signed a disclaimer okay when it's applicable and when it's possible now by default if somebody purchases an nft all right and you've got your disclaimer in there then they've pretty much signed saying yep i agree to these terms and conditions it's kind of like us as creators when we use platforms like twitter youtube facebook doesn't matter if we're using those platforms we have essentially agreed without physically signing a document to their terms and conditions and the terms of service and anything else that they put in place in terms of rules for their services. Same thing would apply here, generally speaking, right? So what you can do is add your branded hashtag as your signature. Okay. You've heard, many of you have heard me say in our spaces, uh, the Friday night fight, deep dive space, you guys have heard me say, make sure you guys are creating a branded hashtag. Guys, i told you more than once, this is a signature of sorts. This is your brand, you're building this brand. So if you're gonna create this document, you can absolutely add a physical signature if you should choose to, or again, add the hashtag, okay? Now, placement. In my opinion, I'd place it anywhere that I am adding new and original content. Be sure it is clearly visible for everyone to see. You can even create a condensed version and place it into item descriptions as well as collection descriptions on marketplaces. Guys, I mentioned a little bit ago that you, could, you should be using some of those characters within the description fields on the marketplaces to write a disclaimer. OpenSea gives you 1,000 characters for your item's descriptions. Most of us do not utilize that full 1,000 characters for the item description itself. We utilize maybe two to 400 on average. So with that in mind, you've got plenty of room to add your disclaimer right then and there. Now, according to OpenSea, though, I want to be clear about this. The only way that you can transfer IP rights, copyrights, usage rights, whatever you want to call it, is if you put this disclaimer in there. So if you're okay with people using your property to do with it whatever they want or whatever you are okay with them doing, you're going to want to make sure that you add that disclaimer in there because that supersedes the third paragraph on the section three of the terms of service for OpenSea. Because again, you are the creator, the originator, the owner of that said property. A final thought on this is that you need to understand that as of the date of writing this, there are very limited protections in place within Web3 and the blockchain. It is a decentralized space, therefore there is no one person in charge to ensure that the theft of IP is not happening. That said, guys, We're seeing lawsuits, all right? And people are winning. There is legal action coming into play within the Web3 space, All right. But it's very limited at this point. So you want to make sure that you're, you're covering your own butts. Um, now, depending on the relationships that you have and the community that you have built or the families that you have built in regards to your property and the theft of it, Most of them will aid you by filing reports on the various marketplaces and where possible to aid in the removal of that stolen content. Now, one of the examples here for a disclaimer, um, I want to give you guys a few examples. Where the term company and or company names are is where you would replace that with your company name and or project name, your business name. The business identity, the content on the website, market, and web space, your company name, and the trademarks, service marks, and logos are owned by or licensed to company name or its affiliates and are subject to copyright, trademark, and other intellectual property rights under the United States, Canada, and foreign laws and international conventions where applicable. Guys, understand that these rights change from country to country. So if you're not in the United States, guys, I don't really know anything about the the copyright and trademark laws and things like that for other countries, right? And even with the United States, again, I'm not an attorney, so my limited knowledge is what I'm sharing here with you guys. Company content can include and does include without limitation all source code, databases, functionality, software, website designs, audio, video, text, photographs, and graphics. A company graphic, logo, design, page headers, button icons, scripts, and service names are all registered trademarks, common law trademarks, or trade dress of the company in the United States and or other countries. Companies' trademarks and trade dress may not be used, including as part of trademarks and or as part of domain names in connection with any product or service in any manner that is likely to cause confusion and may not be copied, imitated, or used in whole or in part without the prior express written permissions of the company. You guys. You guys are the company. Company content on this site is provided to you as is for your information and personal use Only and may not be used, copied, reproduced, aggregated, distributed, transmitted, broadcast, displayed, sold, licensed, or otherwise exploited for any other purposes whatsoever without the prior, expressed, written consent of you, the company, provided that you are eligible to use the website. You are granted a limited license to access and use the site, and the company content, and or to download or print a copy of any portion of the company information and content to which you have properly gained access solely for your personal use, a.k.a. non-commercial use. Company reserves all rights not expressly granted to you in and to the website and company content and marks. Guys, those are just a couple of examples of the kinds of disclaimers that you can put within your NFT pieces and or collection descriptions. You can modify these to suit your needs. Do not be afraid to make changes. And most importantly, if you have the ability to obtain an attorney, I would encourage you guys to do so as this is their wheelhouse and they are the expert in these matters. As I stated earlier, you guys, I am not an attorney. These are just actions that I am taking in order to add a layer of protection to Comart's NFTs and its intellectual property. Now, that being said, guys, do your homework. Read the terms and conditions, read the terms of service, read the limited licenses that you are granted. All right. Make sure that you have a full and complete understanding of what it is. You are reading. That is the only way that you will truly be able to add that extra layer of protection. As always, I thank you guys for being here. It really truly means a lot to me. We appreciate you guys uh, valuing our information that we are sharing with you. And we just, we're thrilled to have you guys. I appreciate you so much. Please have a wonderful day. And um, we will see you guys next time in Comards Class.